Well, thank you so much, and it's an honor to be here tonight. Uh, Mark is right. When I um, woke up this morning and looked at my phone, I saw I had a text from him and saw that Mark Bethay, you know, without my glasses on, and I'm thinking like, uh, okay, this is important. And, uh, and then I saw uh, preach, <laughs> I was like, oh, wait a minute, and uh, put on my glasses, and then it said Sunday night. I was like, whew. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we worked it all out, and uh, certainly thankful that Ryan uh, has tested negative and pray that, uh, that he'll feel much, much better in the morning. Also, I was telling Donna this afternoon uh, about uh, preaching, and... Um, and we've tried to cut these services down to be a shorter time period on Sunday night because of it being a school night, to be um, you know, certainly aware of that, cognizant of the fact that uh, you've got little ones out here and you've got to get them up in the morning and so forth. And so I was telling her, she said, what are you going to preach on? I told her, she said, well, that sounds like a regular sermon. So she was being real supportive there. <laughs> but I said, well, honey, it's only got eight points. <laughs> But uh, no, we won't be here long because I know we need to celebrate Nancy, and uh, and uh, and that is certainly a, a worthy cause. Well, let me ask you a few questions tonight. How many of you like to go fishing? Would you just raise your hand if you're all right? Look around the room and see uh, those that are fishermen, fisherwomen here in the room. So we've got quite a bit here. All right, let me ask you this: How many of you have gone fishing? And this is for anybody. Gone fishing and caught absolutely nothing. All right. Everyone in the room <laughs> that has been fishing in their life has had an experience like that. When I was in college, way back in the 20th century, I went to Mobile College, which is now the University of Mobile. And at that time, I served Southside Baptist Church in Baymanette, Alabama, and had a wonderful deacon by the name of Buddy Cooper. And Buddy wanted to take me fishing, and he took me out to um, the Tensaw River. And if you have traveled I-65 south to Mobile, you have crossed over that Tensaw River Delta and all of those bridges. Well, those bridges were being built at that time. And so when you're heading south on 65, you go across the Tensaw River to begin with, and then you cross Mifflin Lake, and then there's a little bit of a rise and you go over Middle River, and then finally you go up the high rise over the Mobile River. We fished all in there between those river bridges as they were building it, and we would come down the Tensaw River and turn up and go up Middle River and back into a little area called Dominic and fish. Well, this was my first time out. It was early spring. The water was high. We went fishing early in the morning. We got out there. We went, motored all the way through all that stuff, way up Middle River to Dominic, and we stayed, and we stayed, and we stayed, and we caught absolutely nothing. And then finally, I got back to Live Oak Landing, and my feet were out on solid ground. I wanted to kiss the dirt when I got out. All right, before I ask you this last question, remember where you are. How many of you have gone fishing and literally loaded the boat? Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, maybe a dozen. And Ed, I said, remember where you are. 
A few of us have had that kind of experience. Again, with Buddy at the same place, same boat, same river, same Dominic, and so forth. And this time we were brim fishing and, and threw over a little line and a little log and caught uh, 99 brim in no time and uh, put them in a pint jar. <laughs> Some of them weren't big, but they counted. Well, tonight I want to talk about a fisherman's dream. And it is found in Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. If you'll find that in your Bible, let's read together. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genezareth, with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of the fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. Would you pray with me, please? Father, we thank you for the reading of your word this evening. And I pray that during these minutes together that you would simply get me out of the way and allow the words that I speak from this holy desk to be your words And may we apply these words to our lives this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, if you'll look back at chapter 4, you'll discover that Jesus has been working in the area of Capernaum. And he has worked there, it's almost like a regional headquarters for him. He spends quite a bit of time there. And we see him performing miraculous miracles there and healing and things of this nature, and his popularity is just tremendous. And when he finishes in the healing process or the speaking process or whatever it was that he was doing, we see time and time again in the Gospels that Jesus will pull away for a time of rest and a time of prayer. He would pull himself away to a lonely place so that he could spend time with his heavenly Father. But as generally was the case, the crowds would seek him out and find him. And there were always needs, 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 more, more, more people that needed Jesus' attention. 
When we turn the page over to chapter 5, we find that very thing happening here. Jesus is standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He's there on the beach, on the shore, and teaching people. We do not know what he teaches them. Have you noticed that? That in this passage right here, Luke does not tell us one thing Jesus said. He doesn't tell us about the sermon or the teaching or whatever takes place. But he does share with us what Jesus does in the process. And so here he finds himself in the shore of the lake, surrounded by people and talking with them, and here are two boats. It's no accident that those boats are there. And he chooses the one that belongs to Simon and asks him to just push out into the water just a little bit where he can speak from the boat. Jesus gets into the boat. He sits down to assume the posture of a teacher. And he's, Simon has him out away from the shore where people can see him as they're lining the shoreline. And not only that, he can use the natural PA system of his voice going across the water because sound carries so well underwater, over water. And so he is there speaking to the people. Jesus finishes his sermon. Now you ask yourself, now Simon is a professional fisherman. What could Jesus teach him about fishing? I mean, Jesus' background is carpentry, and yet he's going to give Simon a tremendous fishing lesson tonight. And so we see what happens here. First of all, notice that Simon shows great faith in verse 5. Jesus has asked him to let down his nets, push out further, and to let down his nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I'll let down the nets. Can you see the amount of faith that Simon shows in this process? Here the professional fisherman has worked. I believe the King James says, toiled all night long trying to catch fish and caught nothing. And by the way, if they caught nothing, they ate nothing. They had nothing to sell. This was very important, not like just us going to catch some fish. They caught nothing and worked at it all night long. And he shows this tremendous faith by saying, but because you say so, I let down the nets. Let me go back to Buddy Cooper in Baymanette, Alabama. I stepped down on the shore at Live Oak Landing after being out there all day and catching nothing. What if Buddy had said to me, Kenny, you know, I think they're biting right now. Let's get back in the boat. Let's take it off the trailer and go back out there. <laughs> you know my answer. But Simon did not respond that way to Jesus. He said, because you say so, I will let down the nets. And he did that. So Simon showed great faith. Secondly, we see that Simon's faith is rewarded. Look at verse 6. Here, when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Can you imagine what, is, what kind of excitement is going on in that boat right now? I can imagine Simon 
throwing the net over and beginning to pull it in. And his, his friends over there watching from the shoreline and they're thinking, what in the world is he doing? We're cleaning our nets. We're, we're worn out. We're ready to go home and get some sleep. And yet he's throwing his net out. And then they see it stop. And they think, oh, well, he's on a snag or it's hung up on something. And then they see that net pull back. You know, fishermen, what that feels like. And suddenly he begins to yell at him and wave at him. And Jesus is probably just laughing at this point as what is taking place there, the excitement that is going on. They rush out to help in this situation. Proverbs 28, 20 tells us that a faithful person will be richly blessed. And that is exactly what's happening to Simon in this situation. So he shows a tremendous amount of faith. His faith is rewarded. And thirdly, Simon's faith was challenged. His faith was challenged. Look with me at verse 10. After all of this transpires, we see here that Jesus says to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will catch men. You see, Jesus is raising him up to new heights here. Fishing is really going to be over for Simon at this point. Shepherding is what he's going to be moving into in the coming months and years. His faith is challenged. Jesus had a way of moving his followers up and up and up to be closer to him. When I was in college, I remember one of our professors uh, had a tremendous vocabulary and would use some rather large words. And so uh, this, this professor would also write a quote on the board every day. We had chalkboards back then. And so he's writing a chalkboard, so he has his back turned to the class. He's also bald-headed. And the guy right behind me says to him, uh, Professor, would you mind not using such big words? I can't understand you. And I could see the red in this guy's head just growing from his neck all the way over that bald head. And he turned around and he pointed right at me. And I did like this. <laughs> it wasn't me that said that. And he said, young man, my job is not to come down to your level. My job is to bring you up to my level. And then he was right. That's what his job is. And those of you that are educators in this room know you can get down on their level with those children and such, but you don't stay there. You work to bring them up. And Jesus is going to do the same thing in Simon's life here. Simon, you think this is something? A great catch of fish? This is nothing. I'm going to use you in tremendous ways you are going to be challenged from now on not to just catch fish, but to catch men. Jesus is reminding Simon that to whom much is given, much is also required. You know, faith is an interesting word. Often we use it just as a noun, like having faith, keeping the faith, those kinds of things. But faith is more than just a mental process. It's an action. You do faith. 
Faith is a whole person response to the coming of Christ Jesus in your life. Faith is a lot like a muscle. You have to use it. You have to exercise it in order for it to grow. And we know too well that if you don't exercise those muscles, they begin to shrink up, atrophy, and you don't have the muscles that you once had. You use them. Faith is a lot like that. Faith is like going up the down escalator. You can do it if you keep your feet moving. And when I was a little boy, my cousin and I were with our parents at Gaffer's, and we tried that out. And we had fun on the down escalator until our mamas caught us. But if we moved our feet quick enough, we could make our way up that escalator. Faith, you have to keep using it. You have to keep moving. So let's think about application from what I've shared with you this evening. And I want to make this personal for each and every one of you. So let me ask you just to close your eyes and think about these things. And I'm, I'm going to ask you about a few things of how you can keep your faith hooks sharpened in 2022. So would you just bow your heads where you are and pray silently regarding these things that I ask you. First of all, let's look from a personal standpoint in our Christian nurture. In 2022, how are you going to keep your faith hooks sharpened regarding your worship? Regarding your Bible study, discipleship like we experienced tonight, ministry, fellowship, missions, and evangelism. Secondly, let's think about our world and our current situation dealing with COVID and various variants. During these difficult days, how are you going to be strong? Take courage. Express your faith during these days. And finally, our corporate setting here at First Baptist Church. We've been through quite a bit, not only in dealing with a pandemic and virus, but with the arsonist. How are you going to keep those faith hooks sharpened in dealing with our situation here and our buildings and facilities and all of the things that we have been up against? Many of you are leaders in this church.
that are in this room tonight. Father, we have been reminded this evening that you can work miracles. Not only the miracle that you worked with Simon in this great catch, not only in calling these ragtag people to be your disciples and to change the world, but you can work miracles in our lives as well. And so we devote, we commit ourselves to you this evening that we will seek to place our faith in you in all of the circumstances that we encounter in the coming days. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.